everyone and welcome once again to the Justin Inside Podcast. My name is Tim Blackbeck. I am a writer. I am a lover of films, music and wrestling. But most importantly of all, I am your body and vehicle through this podcast. Um, after the double header that we had last week, uh, it's resuming normal play this week. Uh, but before we get into this week's episode, just going to have a quick rundown of my week past. Um, took my mum to the theatre to see uh, Sister Act at the Mayflower Theatre in Southampton. Uh, which starred uh, X Factor finalist winner uh, Alexandra Perk. And it was really good, actually. It was really entertaining. Um, I was a bit sceptical going into it because uh, didn't really... Like, everyone knows Alexandra Burke's got an incredible voice, but didn't really know what her acting ability was going to be like. But it was really cool. It was really entertaining, really funny. Um, and if I'm going to be honest, it was nice spending an evening with my mum. Don't really get to do it that often. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um Obviously, we had the elections. Not going to really say much about that because, as I've said several times before, this is not a political podcast um, and I have way too much political talk in all the coverage that I did for my work. So, yeah, less said about that, the better, to be honest. Um, Apart from that, just been chilling, really. Like, I'm currently watching uh, the New Japan Dominion uh, event which took place on Sunday morning slash evening if you live in Japan time wise is weird um it's been really cool so far I'm literally just up to the the Naito match which we're really looking forward to because I fucking love Naito um so we'll probably watch that and then the main event which is the rematch between uh, Kenny Omega and Okada um whilst this episode is loading to the interwebs uh speaking of this week's episode uh my guests are the Kettering Trio known as Let It Die. Um, I've been friends with these guys for, for years now. I actually ended up putting on their very first show uh, in Portsmouth, which is kind of odd considering they don't live anywhere near the city I live in, but uh, they're good friends. They came down and played a show with um, my brothers and a few of my friends, old band Senator, and that was their, their first show. Uh, but we realised before kind of we started recording, um, apart from the vocalist Red, I hadn't actually seen... Ben or Alex in the band for well over a year so it's really cool to to catch up with those guys have a chat um unfortunately I was using kind of my old recorder as this was actually recorded ages ago so it's one of the actually earlier episodes I've recorded um so we were sat in a really busy pub in the middle of Brighton so you you do get a lot of background noise unfortunately so I've, I've tried my best to kind of edit it out and make it as audible as possible uh in the editing process but yeah there's still some background noise so I do apologize for that but hopefully you can hear what's going on and get get the gist of the conversation um I'm sure you'll still enjoy the chat I have with the guys so please sit back listen to the chat I have with Let It Die and I'll see you on the other side Cool, I am joined by Red, Ben and Alex, uh, the trio that is known as Lay It Die at Washed Out Festival in Brighton. Um, how is everyone? Awesome, right? Good. Yeah, yeah. had some food. Too many chips. Too many chips. Too many chips. A little bucket and they weren't that good. Where did you not go? Uh, we went to V-Bites Cafe. Is that the place that's like, just used to start Yeah, it's really nice, but the chips were good, not good hot green. Yeah, I made <laughs> yeah. I made a mistake of having three dinner. Three dinner ice cream. Three dinner vegan gelato. Yeah, and then that 
that cost me, I think. Oh dear. You're yeah. gonna need to gonna need to poo. Gonna need to poo before you go on stage. Um, so basically, the sh- name of the little show that I do is called Just an Insight. So basically, go, like, I like to go straight back to the beginning of when you guys formed. Obviously, Ben and Al, I know that you were in Jealous before. Yeah, um, Red, yeah. I don't really know where you kind of appeared from. So how, how did Let It Die kind of come to be? Uh, okay, so we, um, so obviously we were in, Alex and I were in Jealous. And Red was in a band called You Suck, and just so it happened that sort of like You Suck sort of disbanded okay. at the same time. Well, he, yeah, we yeah. met. Well, I knew Jealous anyway because they're from my hometown. Yeah, the yeah. Band, but Alex um, recorded and produced the You Suck demo. Oh, okay. And then, so he knew what I was doing at that point, and then we sort of all dissolved within a month, about a month and a half yeah, of each other. We used to see it at shows show and stuff, and we just kind of knew each other anyway. And by the last Jealous Practice, you had decided that you wanted to do a new band, and probably asked me. Yeah, I'd already just decided, like, yeah, let's start a new band with Red, before even asking Red if you wanted to do it. Yeah, pretty much. The phone call when Jealous ended was like me and you were on the phone, it was like, so I think that's it then. And we were like, yeah, should we do something else? Yeah, yeah like, straight away. Yeah. And then we went, we turned up at the next practice and just started yeah. like playing together. So, like, with was it not so much your continuation of Jealous, the stuff that you were writing, or was it like a fresh start? Well, there is the first the song, the very first, the very first song that I did is, is a Jealous. It was, it was something I had written yeah, kind of for Jealous, yeah, and then. Yeah, I think that at that point yeah, we sort of we decided well now that's done but it was kind of in a different style anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're in a different style anyway, so yeah. But there wasn't too much carryover. No, no. I think everything else after that was written specifically for Let It Die. Yeah. Obviously the first half still had a bit of the, what Jealous was doing at the end yeah, just because I mean, I that's what the mode you were writing at any point. Well I think Yeah, and we were sort of listening to like we started getting into like Black Breath yeah, yeah. and things like that and so it was like a lot more metaler than Jealous was and then like we would listen to like a bit of power violence and you like you said were a power right. violence band well. <laughs> that's why Red comes in yeah. and yeah. so these guys were writing more of the more of the hardcore punky kind of stuff and then I was like, just add more blast beats wherever possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Please. Well, I think, like, from my perspective, because obviously I knew you guys from, from Jealous, and I think I've said this to you before, Al, like, for the stuff you're doing now, like, it's, like, blast beat was just insane. So, like, is it just, was that, like, as Red said, was that a, a case of, like, you were writing stuff and he was just like, no, nah, just do it faster, kind of thing? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was, it was quite organic, really. It was, like, yeah. <laughs> But I was always pushing for that. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. When we yeah, when we came to doing the album, it was all like we would write something, wouldn't we? And, you, and then you'll sit there and practice and go, Do you want to be really good? What? Blast beats. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. You should do a song that's just blast beats all the way through. Yeah, I think I heard. yeah. yeah that was that was that was, there was a song that had there was almost there was like 90% blast beat but unfortunately we had to cut half of it out because we couldn't quite keep up the speed for the entire section <laughs> which is a shame and then another kind of weird way that we we all know each other because obviously I put on you, your guys first show so from from that kind of initial first show to, to where you are now like what's kind of been the 
way that you've progressed? Like, what, has there been kind of a, a direction that you guys have wanted to head, or is it, as you said, Alex, that thing just kind of come naturally? It is just, I think it is pretty organic, right? I mean, we, we sort of chat about different styles, you know, that we might want to incorporate into songs, but there's no real there's never been like a real plan of yeah, yeah. But Ben has a sound. really Ben has a really not like rigid but very distinct style of writing riffs and like I can instantly tell when he has sort of you know when he's yeah. got an idea that he's really into yeah it's it's a Ben riff um, personally for me like I, I, I just push for as extreme as possible in, in, in both directions slow and fast so more glass beats and then also if there's a slow step you just fucking slow it down make it half time just that's, that was but it's not it's not like a, a conscious let's let's do the song like this it's just if it, if if it feels right playing yeah. it even slower, we will play it even slower. Yeah, yeah. Most, most of the songs are written, it's like I turn up at practice with something that's sort of like half written, and then sort of like we nail it out between the three of us. And yeah, yeah. Off that way. Yeah. Every now and then I'll throw in a riff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it, it, and it, like if there's if there's a beat down, I probably wrote it, <laughs> <laughs> or at least hummed it. Yeah, I hummed it. Yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty good, like the way I think it comes out. Yeah. Because obviously, back in the sort of the early days, you had a bass player. So when obviously Dean kind of left and things, was it a case of finding a replacement, or was it just that you wanted to to go in that direction as a three? We just pretty much immediately decided. You know, we're just gonna we can just do it without. Um, yeah. Yeah. There were yeah. probably a couple of. A couple of minutes of practice where it was considered like maybe because I'm a bassist. Yeah. There was definitely like sort of an um and an yeah, yeah. on my part where I could possibly do it. And I'm like, well, I can't, I can't sing and play bass. This was the thing time. actually. Originally, going back to you know when Joe's ended and, and yeah. you started getting because Red was playing guitar and you started singing. Um, I kind of thought, well, yeah, well, Red can play bass and sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't <laughs> the, re- like the reason that, so. I could do it in New Song was because there was there was very little fiddly shit. Because okay, it was just yeah. fast grind, fast power violence stuff. It's just, it's just fucking, it's just treble Yeah, yeah. And I can do that, but when there's actual riffs and I have to concentrate <laughs> on it, yeah, yeah. I can't do it unless I sing exactly what I'm playing with my right hand. So, yeah, there was maybe a few minutes where I thought, oh, I should probably see if I could try and learn this. But then, then it was just like, no, we don't need it. Uh, we're loud enough anyway. We just had enough rounds. Yeah, yeah. We're, really we're already like running two, two amps, anyway. amps for guitars. So it was just a case of, well, how can we just run a third yeah. one for bass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What pedals yeah. do we need to get to yeah. make it work? And yeah, there was hardly any discussion, was there? Yeah, that was it. Weird. Yeah. The thing as well, it would have been weird, I think, to get someone else in. Yeah. I obviously, because Dean was in Dallas as yeah, well, yeah. and we had been playing with him by that time for like, like six, six years, years, something like that. Yeah. And when he left, it wasn't so much as we'll replace him, it was just we'll just carry on. Yeah, because. Yeah, because there's not really anyone about. No, like there's, yeah. there's not really anyone about. <laughs> yeah. There's nobody in our town. No. Like, there's, you know, there's a couple of people with the heavy music, but there's nobody with the right kind of sensibility to be in a, in a band like this. Yeah. I don't think there's nobody, like, outside of these two locally, like, I know people who are heavy music, and, but I don't, I don't associate with them. Yeah. I don't. Uh, they're not friends, really. They're just people I see in the street, and I'm like, alright, that's it. So stuck up. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. I refuse to associate with them. 
<laughs> no, it's just there's just nobody else around that we would feel comfortable having in. I don't think it would just be yeah. weird. And so, I know obviously, like, I think we've spoken about this before. Obviously, like from you guys coming from Kettering and not really being a scene there as such. Has that kind of hindered you to an extent of like getting out and playing shows? Because not really. No? I think well, the, our first show was in fucking yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in the same venue and room as the last Jealous show. Yeah. Oh yeah, completely yeah. forgot about that. So Jealous ended there. You saw, um, let it die began there. So dude, taking a piss outside. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It hasn't really ended us. We've, well, yeah, we've never really had a problem like just you know driving off for a couple of hours. And yeah, yeah. Go anywhere. So yeah, I think it helps. We, like, I mean, we don't play a massive amount of shows, but I don't have no. anything to do with the fact that yeah, no, we just have. I think that's just other yeah, things. It's life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we play as much as we can. But I suppose if we did, if we say we were from Brighton, we probably would play more shows. Yeah. Locally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wouldn't be playing more shows. Yeah. You know, after that. Yeah, yeah. And. With kind of like the live shows that you guys play, I think you always seem to play like with very bands. So like you can play with anything from like a beatdown band to like pile violence, grindcore stuff. Do you feel that like that kind of sets you apart that you can slip into those kind of bills, or is it a case that you're trying to win over different audiences in, in your views? I think yeah, we just play. I think because I think happy to play. Anything we're, we're offered to a point. To I a mean, point, yeah. Sometimes if there's other bands that we really, you know, maybe. I think I think one of the things like when I'm sort of like looking at like shows or trying to find shows or someone asks us, the main consideration for me first is like ideology. Hmm. If I know, if I see if I see a show and I see a band I know that either have lyrics that I don't agree with or people that I know are just not in my sphere. Yeah, yeah. So political or, you know, that kind of thing, then that's a big consideration. Um, but we're just very lucky that we know a lot of people who are very similar thought-wise to yeah. us and pretty much all of those people happen to be in a band <laughs> yeah. or putting shows on or something. So it's quite it's quite easy to play, you know, it's, it's, it's quite nice, I think, to play on varying venues. Yeah. So we see, like, loads yeah. of different bands. Yeah, definitely. I think if you play with the same people all the time, it gets, like, a bit boring. Yeah, so yeah. It's quite good to play with, yeah. like, today, like, playing with you guys yeah. and stuff. It's, like, people that we haven't probably seen for over a year. And, like, the last show we played... Yeah. We've dragged in Sunlight and Dawn Raid and that, you know, we played with the guys in Dawn Raid when they were in, we came on Tigers a couple of times, we yeah. played with them for a, like, about a year again, so it's just nice for it to keep coming around Yeah, yeah. same people sort of again. Yeah. I don't think we consciously try to no. slip into different audiences, it's just if, if we can play the show and, we do, and we we're happy to do it, then yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, we've got, we, we get a good reaction sometimes and then sometimes you get, <laughs> then you get a, just a complete non-plus reaction, it doesn't, but I, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cares? And obviously, you mentioned about like sort of the limited kind of shows you play. And obviously, like Ben, obviously, I know you've got a kid now, and obviously, you've all got sort of full-time jobs and things. But do you find that? I don't know. Maybe it's just the way that I kind of see you guys. But whenever I see you guys are playing a show, people seem to make the effort to want to go and see you. Because, well, <laughs> as I say, it might nice. be the way that I, I kind of view it. But because 
where you, where you don't play often. Yeah, yeah. People will think, oh, sick, let, let it die again. Yeah, play. no, actually, that's, that's kind of fair. I'd rather be a band that people, yeah. you know, knew maybe that they weren't necessarily going to get another chance to see us. Like, yeah, every two or three weeks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd rather be someone, a band that people really wanted to see when they come around rather than thinking that, oh, I'll catch them next time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Especially because we don't have anything around our area. We have to travel quite a bit. Mm. It makes it more worthwhile, even if there's only like five people there who you know want to see you. That makes it a bit more. Yeah, yeah, just just it just makes it more worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. You know? Whereas if you're yeah, if you're playing to a show, yes, it might be quite a few people there, but if they're if they're not that bothered about you, it's just like oh okay, well. It's but it's nice, isn't it? Like we'll play Manchester, for example, we'll play Manchester, and you'll think oh brilliant, like so and so lives in Manchester, we'll see them, and then yeah, yeah. Oh, we're playing in like Birmingham, oh great, so and so lives in Birmingham, yeah, we'll see yeah. them there. Like it's it's nice, like yeah. going around visiting different people. Nice to know that some people make an effort to come here, especially. Yeah, it is nice. And again, that kind of on the same point that the kind of relationship and within the sort of the DIY scene that kind of you guys have built. Do you think that that's kind of helped you as well? That you can go to certain cities and, like, say for instance, if you were doing a weekend or something, you could think, right, I'll speak to this person in Manchester. Like. That you've got well, not a comfort blanket, but the, no, it's, you, it's, you have that security to an extent. It's easier, certainly. There's, like, we know people in most places. You know, sometimes it's not possible to get a show there, but we, you know, we because even if we don't know someone in a place, we know someone who can recommend someone yeah, yeah. or recommend a venue to try. It's not easy, but it's easier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And sure. something I did want to talk about is actually the the record that came out tail end of last year obviously I've seen you read a few times here and there but as I said Ben and Al I think it's been over a year since I've seen you guys and I think every time I saw you you probably got a bit annoyed at me saying when's the record coming out when's the record coming out um, but when it finally came out was it kind of a, a weight off the shoulders kind of feeling that it was finally out there and was, was there a, a bit of tentativeness that it was out there that you didn't know how it was going to be received yeah, I mean, mo- sort of momentarily, it was kind of like, well, we've been sort of working on it for a pretty long time, really, like writing songs and also after the recording process, there was quite a long wait for like the last bits to come together. Mm. And then obviously just like the standard, well, like the time waiting for pressing. We recorded that. it and then we took six months out because you had a kid. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that was a large chunk of... So yeah, we've had it, you know, pretty much ready for quite a while. So when it was released, there was a you know, moment of like, well, now we have to wait and see if anyone yeah. else thinks it's any good at all. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's had. I mean, it's, everything I've seen has been really positive. Yeah, so and it really, it's been really kind yeah. of like. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, the wait was for us on our side. I think the wait was definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it sounds how we wanted it to sound. Um, I I went through waves with it, like because it took so long, and then when we took the six months out, it was like there was periods where I just I I I didn't care about yeah. it. Like I didn't want to I didn't want to hear it anymore because we've been playing the songs for so long. Um, and you know, tons of musicians say it, but you know, yeah, there was some. I just didn't want to hear some of the stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. But then, when even before we'd released it, when we sort of came back, 
after after Astro was born, it was like we started playing those songs again, and maybe it was just the time away from them. But I was thinking, and then in the lead up to it, I was actually more com- more confident than I had been even previously. Yeah. So when the, the release show, it was like I was really really excited. Yeah. For that release show. Yeah, the release show it was just weird because some of the songs we have been playing a lot of them live anyway before the album came out but then the release show it was almost like okay now we can play some that we've been holding yeah, back for yeah. it. It was, I was really excited to see how that go down point of view read as a vocalist because with that kind of break almost obviously some of those lyrics were probably written ages ago <laughs> yeah some of those lyrics were written nearly three years ago yeah so did, were you worried that they wouldn't have the same kind of impact when you first initially wrote them and they wouldn't necessarily mean the same or did, was there like a general theme that you had with the album it's weird like half the, half of the album is this is the first time I've ever written like specific introspective lyrics. Yeah, um, I've never I've never done that before. But there were you know like writing, going through the writing process. There was things that were happening in my life that made me turn to that. And I was a li- I was a little bit apprehensive about writing them because I, I don't know sometimes when I read like introspective lyrics, yeah, they, yeah, they feel a little bit like you know. It, person putting it forward it's like presumptuous that everybody wants to read what they have to say in regards to themselves yeah which is can be seen as a little bit pushy and i was wondering if people would see that but most of it is still relevant i try, there's not really anything there that's out of date or anything because it's because it was the first time doing stuff about me it was like stuff that's general yeah you know there wasn't really anything there wasn't about a specific event necessarily they were inspired by but it was it's just feelings in general so and then the other half is more sort of outward looking lyrics and a little bit more esoteric which I think yeah they don't really have sort of a date, <laughs> yeah. a date on them so yeah no I think everything's still relevant I still I still believe in all the lyrics I have on there I still yeah it, even though it's such a long time again I think because I started like I'd go and peach and drop so yeah. like, I'd be really into it and then I'd be like nope don't like that don't like the lyrics don't like the song um but it just comes back around. I've come back around to being like, yeah, it's fine having them on there now. Like, I struggled with whether to print them or not. Yeah. I didn't know whether I wanted to actually print the lyrics or not. And I was like, well, it seems to me to have the opportunity and the space not to print them. So just went and did it. And yeah, they're still relevant, definitely. And I still, I still have the same passion behind singing them. 
So yeah, that's that, that's think, handy. Uh, having the world doesn't change as quickly no. as people think either. <laughs> yeah. Like I've, you know, listened to albums from bands from like 20 years ago, and, yeah. and their lyrics, are, you know, they, they could have been written now. Yeah, like, yeah. the same topics are still yeah. relevant. This is, you know, it, it's cliche to say, but it's, it's aggressive music, and you're gonna have aggressive themes and lyrics involved in that, and and. Now, 20 years in the future, 200 years ago, hate, anger, you know, pain, all those things are exactly the yeah, same. Yeah. So, the same injustices. Yeah. There, yeah. So unless you're writing, you know, unless you're for some reason writing, specifically writing lyrics with dates in them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to be all right, you know. Yeah, I'm still I'm still into my lyrics now. I've, I've come back around and, I, and I'm actually more proud than yeah. I was before. So yeah. And with the writing process itself, like, how do you guys kind of work? Is it a case that you'll come up with riffs and drum fills, and then you'll just place the lyrics on top, or you come forward and say, "I've got these lyrics. I want to do a song around that," and then things build that way. Uh-huh. Most of the time, a song is done. Really music first. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I mean. You know, you you'll have lyrics that you've written, and you'll yeah. kind of fit them into the song yeah. as you're writing. But I don't think we've ever no we've ever written the lyrics to the lyrics no, and no, done it that way. No. It gets. But, I like I like to find out what I need. For me, I'm, I'm quite organised. I need to know what space I've got. Yeah, in no, a song. yeah okay. You know, it's not it's not that I sit down and and the song's done, and I, and I sort of like force lyrics into it. I will write some lyrics, and if I can make them fit into the space of the song, yeah, yeah. I like to have a demo to record, like record it to sit and listen to to make those things fit. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, we never we never fit a song to lyrics. Occasionally, there'll be a song that I'll get like lyrics to as we're writing, but most of the time, I like to have it done and be able to sit down and cut things out and shuffle things around. It makes yeah. it more comfortable for me because I know my limitations as a vocalist. And you know, I'll hear things at practice and be like, "Oh, I could do that," and then and then I sit down and say, "I'm like, I can't. Do that. <laughs> I absolutely cannot hold a note for that long." So I have to sit down and listen to it and rework why. And then like, and then there's all like those little finishing touches. So when you've got your lyrics, and then we'll play through the song play when it, we've got all the music down and and you've got the lyrics down, and then. And then you'll be like, oh, I'll cut that bit out there because yeah. that's not good. And we might say, oh, it'd be really cool if you did a bit. And yeah, that yeah. Bit. Everybody helps. It's, yeah. You know, it's just how it is. It's a very democratic thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. Sometimes we find places for you to do a bit of a, a part. <laughs> a bit of a part. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. A bit of pirate vocals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the, to the album itself, is there kind of any sort of particular themes that kind of ran through it or? Was it just a case of a body of work that kind of came together? Um, when, when, I, when we first sort of started, when it sort of started to look like an album, I did have a concept, but I found that I was like trying too hard yeah. to get that to push that concept through in the lyrics. And then I thought, I've already got a bunch of lyrics. I'll throw those over instead, and it worked better that way. Like, yeah. there's not really one. Thing. It was written over quite a long period of exactly, time. Yeah, so, like so. some of the really, some of the songs on it, like for example, like Hundred Days, that was written at the same time as the songs on the split from Monolithic with Monolithic oh, okay. were written. Yeah. So, and that was sort of like we had the three songs, and that was sort of excluded from that split. Yeah. Like, the other two on it, so we've had that song for ages. Yeah. Long, yeah. Long time. yeah. 
so it wasn't, yeah, it would have been difficult, I think, to hold a theme for that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah, I, was, I, I got to a point where I was just pushing it too hard. I yeah, was like, yeah. I need to stop. Because, you know, it would be nice to write something with a bit more cohesion, but I don't think. I don't know, I don't think I don't think this band is, is built for that. I think each, each song is, is, while it's us, it's slightly different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think a theme would be necessary. If a theme came along, fair enough. But, you know, even though I write the lyrics, I still would want to check with these guys that they would be into what. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it, if, if it came as organically as the music does, then fair enough. But other than that, not really. It's just kind of, yeah. They read the lyrics and they go, yep. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, sure. And the other thing that's on, on the album, so you've got a couple of guest spots. Obviously, Sammy from Employed to Serve slash Renounce slash every other band in the world. Um, and obviously, John from Weekend Nachos. So, obviously, I know Sammy kind of is a mainstay in the UK scene, but how did the relationships for both those to get featured on the album come about? With Sammy, we wrote that song and there was the end bit. And we were like, that needs a so- stupid solo on there. <laughs> um, I, th- I think I kind of ran out of lyrics. Yeah. And I was like, well, I could repeat something, but it, it's just like the, the riff under it was kind of a bit more punky yeah. and simpler. And it was just like, that needs something on top. So, And yeah, we couldn't do it with your solo ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah. You see, like when we play a live, it feels <laughs> really empty because <laughs> that solo's not there. Every time I'm like, I'm yeah, playing I'm it, I'm playing it. Well, this sounds wicked. Yeah. 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 Sometimes at practice, I'll fill in the solo with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and then, and then John um, from Weekend That Shows is in real life one of my best friends. Oh, okay. Um, I've known him for. About nearly ten years now. Okay, so cool. it was just a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. Just I was just like, fuck it. So we wrote this song that was very influenced by Nachos, anyway. Is this fair to say? And uh, I was just like, I'll ask him. And yeah. Super happy, and then. Because was it almost kind of like a return of the favourite? Because you all featured on their record. Well, it, it well kind of. It, it would be the other way around. Oh, okay. We, we had we had punish written, and I had the lyrics written before um, and I asked him I said oh would you be on this song um, he was like yeah absolutely just let me know when you're recording it and I'll yeah. record my vocals and then because it took so long for us to do the album and then we had the break it was like two years between asking him and then it actually happening <laughs> yeah. um, and by that point they were ready to release Apology and they were recording it and he said do you want to be on our record I said yeah okay then <laughs> and Apology came out before ours <laughs> so yeah it was technically the other way around but yeah that was pretty crazy and another thing that you guys are kind of known for quote unquote is being like just stupidly loud every time you play um, and I think as the records have kind of gone you've kind of got louder and louder is that just because like you want to be the heaviest band that are in on the bill, or is it just your guitar tone and that's the way? Okay. Well, I, I don't want to be the heaviest band. I want to be the loudest. Band. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, if, if I play with the band and they're louder than us, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think also it's come about because Alex, like when you play, really, really hits the drums. Yeah. Like hard. Yeah. Too. Loud drummer. So almost like I've had to turn my guitars up 
sort of match that. I mean, yeah. even when we were in Jealous, I used to play, I used to think we were quite loud, just because you would play quite hard, and I would have to keep turning <laughs> it up to play over. It's just nods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so in, in this band, I think with the guitar tone as well, that like, adds to this we, volume. It's kind of, yeah, we have a lot of, you know, we do a lot of feedback, we have a, a very kind of abrasive guitar tone, often mistaken for HM2, no HM2 is involved. I swear I saw somewhere written that it was, oh yeah, HM2 is involved. Yeah, it's a similar kind of sound, but it's it's not an HM2, yeah. or an HM2 clone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think as for us, it's just louder is better. It's better, yeah. It just, it, and there's so many times. I think it, it that for me, it's one of two things. One, there's so many times you go to a show and you listen to a band, and like I think it could have been really good if the guitars were louder. Yeah, like yeah, if the yeah. guitarist turned up, yeah. those riffs would have shone a lot more, and I would have enjoyed it a lot more. So it's playing with bands, like just seeing so many bands and playing with bands, you just don't turn up loud enough. Yeah, for me. yeah. I, I can't, I'm like, where the fuck is this? I can hear kick drum, kick drum and bass. And I, I need, you know, the guitar. And you need to hear the riffs off. Especially if we only have the guitar. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear it. And also, I think it's also born on the fact that Ben's a little bit deaf. <laughs> a little bit deaf. Because <laughs> he doesn't want, hasn't worn earplugs properly. Ever. So, ever. Yeah. So, if he, if he can't quite if hear he can't it, hear he it, just fucking turns up anyway. I mean, I there's nothing worse, I think, as well, when you're playing live as a guitarist and you're you'll be stood on stage and I mean I have arguments with sound guys like pretty much I was every, say, every I think, venue well, I, I can't argue. remember where it was but I remember you getting really angry with the sound guy because yeah. he kept turning you down yeah, yeah. It's just I hate it, it. <laughs> so, yeah. so a lot of the time if we play anywhere and I see the amps are mic'd up I tell the sound guy like don't bother I'll yeah, just yeah. do it myself um, and that seems to have worked I haven't had a lot of arguments about it recently for me as well like uh, it's the worst thing for me is playing a show and not being able to hear the guitar. Yeah. Like, I mean, even even sometimes with a venue and you've got a monitor, you still don't hear it as loud as I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Like, for me to actually be able to, like feel yeah. the songs like the way I want to feel yeah. it. That's what I'm saying. Isn't I need it? I need it to be loud on stage. Yeah. There's nothing worse than playing a live show and you can hear strings. Yeah. <laughs> like just the <laughs> strings because the sound boy's got it blaring out the PA in front of you and the speakers, but you can't hear it on yeah, stage. Yeah. You can just hear ching to ching ching to ching to. It is like that's horrible. I hate that. It's like the worst thing. I'd it's really like it's kind of selfish but I don't really give a shit as long as it's good for me yeah. that's all I care about part, part of the reason as well that we kind of I think we we prefer playing smaller shows yeah, yeah. like you know if, if if we can play a show where there's no stage involved that's yeah. the best like yeah. you know house shows very small venues stage because is then, <laughs> yeah they're really horrible it's just as far as the, I, mean, I think this is probably the same for a lot of people, but as far as people on the stage playing are concerned, it's, it's better to be in a smaller place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, so. I, with, yeah, just being in a smaller place feels like more suited to us and, and the type of bands we play yeah. with and the type of level that we're playing at. Like, I don't know about you, but 
I when I play and I and I have to like most of the time if there is a stage I get I get away with standing on the floor. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. But if I absolutely have to stand on the stage, like part of me feels like I don't deserve it. Like okay. I, I shouldn't be up on the fucking stage. I'm yeah, just playing yeah. in a metal band. It's kind of like it's a hardcore thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. People in the crowd, and people on stage, exactly, the same people. The same. There's no, and there's no, especially as most of the people in the crowd are often friends. And yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I, I shouldn't be up here, like be on some kind of weird pedestal. I'm just in a, a really loud metal band, and everyone should be enjoying themselves equally. So yeah, it's yeah, just being loud and. Again, for me, if I know if I'm in the audience, I want it to be loud. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if I'm going to be in a band making noises, I want that to be loud as well. So, yeah, pretty much it. I know, obviously, the album was finally kind of out at the, at the end of the year. And you did it, obviously, self-released. Was there kind of a reason behind that? Because I think, I don't know, Like again, it might just be my perspective, but I think you could have easily gone with a label. So was there a reason why you decided to stop? Uh, it was most, I would say, mostly born out of necessity. Okay. Um, like I, I, I did talk to a couple of labels, um, but either they weren't interested or they couldn't do it yeah. due to financial, just being busy. And I was like, I could chase labels forever. Yeah, yeah. I could chase so many people forever. You know, we had positive responses from people, but. Yeah, I could, I could, I could spend my fucking all my time emailing people. Yeah. When, yes, it's expensive to release something yourself. You know, there's no doubt it's expensive to press stuff and print and whatever. But at the end of the day, you have. I, I like the control. Okay. It's, I like the control aspect of it. I like not having to. It's not even. It's not even a fucking money thing. It's just yeah, yeah. I like knowing where my product is, where it's going, and who and, and how it's going out there. Like, yeah, yeah. There, there's people, you know, who who, who sign to labels and they get everything done, and it's great. They great for them. But it's just I just don't think it's it's for us really. Yeah. It's we're all in agreement. I think with, that with, with this album, I think we all sort of it came to a stage where we all sat down and we all just pretty much agreed like what what offers we were getting it wasn't kind of like what we wanted anyway okay. and then and like the commitment wasn't like we want like yeah we wanted more control over our yeah, own yeah. album than if we had necessarily gone with a label we would have been able to yeah have. yeah so yeah, so when we decided to self-release it, it was just it was kind of like a relief in a way. Yeah, it was yeah. a weight off because we knew what we were doing. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and and if there was any delays or anything yeah. wrong, we could sort it. With all of our things we've released, even when we work with other labels, we have been involved in the release ourselves. Yeah, we've yeah, put we our own money, money in, in and, and you know been responsible for selling the record ourselves. Yeah. So it's just kind of an extension of that, really. Yeah. And I know obviously the, the album ended up taking a long time to go for, but what's the is there any plans at the moment for new material tours or anything like that? Or is we've it just got, early stages? We've got one song that was written <laughs> and then we didn't practice for three weeks and then and Ben forgot it. <laughs> so we're gonna know, I've got it back a little bit. We're gonna try and rewrite that one. Um no, we, we wanna yeah, there's a couple of songs. A couple of sets working and I've I've got like a couple of sets of lyrics kicking around that I've written uh, while I've been at work. Yeah. So 
so, I, I do the same. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So there is, you know, we're going to release something else. We we're, we're talking about possibly doing like an EP thing. We're not doing another album because <laughs> yeah. that would just take forever. Well, maybe we will. In three years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. We we just write some songs yeah. and see what happens. Really, cool. um, we're doing write some songs and then bring it out when it yeah, or, yeah, yeah. When, it, when it happens. No, that's, I think that's kind of the, the cool yeah. things about you guys. I know, like, obviously, everyone kept kind of making the joke that your yeah. record would never when come out, but, but, like, you do things on your own time, and that's, yeah. that's all that matters. And the way that I like to end these is I ask each member, like, is there a particular song that you like to play live, and is there a song that you find that crowds res- respond to best? So, Red, if I start with you, like, what's per- your, your personal favourite and one that cra- you feel the crowd responds to? Well, best? I mean, our answer will be the same for, this, for the latter part of that because everybody seems to like torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's such an old song now, and like, no, it's, not the album. it's not even on the album, but people still like it, yeah, so yeah. that's fine. I, st- I still get a kick out of that because it's. It's like it's it's weird. It's a it's a song that's a it's a little bit different for us actually. Yeah. That riff is not sort of particularly something we put. On, yeah, yeah. You know, so people people love that. Um, I I don't know. I really like playing. Oh, what do I like playing? Uh, I like playing Punish. Uh, Punish is great. Yeah. Um, just because it's it's silly. It's just it's so. <laughs> Yeah, just it's just stupidly slow and fun, and yeah, I like that one. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm proud of the whole album. Like the whole thing is great. Um, but yeah, I'd probably punish it. It's it's a challenge for me as well to sing that one because because I have to live. I have to cover John's parts of the lyrics, so I'm doing <laughs> yeah. a lot of lyrics all in one and that's and, I'm, and I try I try my best every time with that one to not miss things yeah, it's yeah. kind of a personal thing people probably don't even notice but yeah that's kind of fun to play um, I do like um, I do like uh, the end of the A-side Oderin Don Metuan because again that's a slightly different song for yeah. us it's got a couple of little bits in there that we've never really done before that's fun and I, th- I think that song goes hard so I think yeah hopefully more people will, will get it in their heads and, and recognize the songs when we start yeah, playing yeah. them live. <laughs> cool. Uh, ben, yourself? Uh, okay, so I think other people like torture, <laughs> yeah. like you said. Um, I, I would like other people to like, I think, punish, I think, when people get to know it a bit yeah. better, the one that John's on. And also, yeah, the same, the one that's at the end of Side One, I can't ever pronounce it. Garrett Dunmetuan. Yeah. Um, because that's got a pretty sort of like hard riff at the end. So I think yeah. when people get to know him more, they'll like him. Uh, personally, my favourite song to play is probably 100 Days. Yep. Which is like in our set in a minute, it's the first sort of real song after like release, which is like the intro track. Yeah. It's the first song that kicks in, and it's the first song that kicks in the album. Because I don't know, it just starts with two like snare shots, and it's just ridiculous straight quick the whole way back. And, yeah, I just, yeah, I, it's just really good. Yeah. Cool. Oh, and oh, so I reckon my—I've never really thought this. I'm—I'm I'm terrible for this. I don't actually do favourites a lot in life generally. But yeah. thinking about it, I reckon probably Pathetic is my favourite to play. Which is, yeah, just I think it's kind of like pretty damn sure it's got a lot of it, a lot of different things going on. And I just enjoy playing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair enough. We've been uh, playing that for, that and for we a long, long time, time, but I still. 
Yeah, it still stands up. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, everybody likes Talk Show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just that, that last bit. It's just, I know. It's just killer. But yeah, I don't think it's that good a riff. Yeah, you don't like it. Anymore. I just think like because it. I'm gonna be biased. It's the one that I I fucking love, and I just think it's because it's like you hear Red scream and then it's just straight into that. It's just, I don't know. I don't even. I don't even remember writing that. I don't even remember. I'll tell that you how we. I'll tell you how it got written. It got written after it was. We had done something with Witch Cult, and I remember watching Kurt. We've been Kurt playing guitar, and I remember seeing how he like doubled up riffs. Yeah, yeah. So he like, so he, the, the fast bit the start, it's like one way through, and then it's like doubled up. Yeah, again. yeah. And I, I totally ripped that off. Kurt. <laughs> and then the riff at the end, I think it was just like just wanted like the mosh riff. Didn't yeah. it? Just, <laughs> but I don't think it's that good a mosh it's, riff. No, it's not. But it just, it just, yeah, gets people in the field. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Brilliant. Guys, thank you very much for your time. No worries. We'll go, go watch Never. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. folks thanks again to red ben and alex for their time and again apologies for the background noises during the chat as i said really busy bar it was a saturday afternoon in the middle of brighton so there wasn't really anywhere else we could go unfortunately but uh hopefully you can kind of get the gist of what the guys were saying um Leia and i are actually playing uh, a show in london with canvas uh pretty soon in the boston music rooms are playing on june 25th so if you're going to that show uh, make sure you go check them out. As always, you can keep up to date with the band over on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash let it die. Uh, keep up to date with this show over on Twitter, which is at just underscore and underscore insight, uh, using the hashtag JAIpod. Uh, you can let us know what you think of the show, let us know who you think we should have on the show, um, or just general feedback or just the general chat. It'd be nice to, to hear from you guys. Um, next week we've got another WWE pay-per-view discussion um, this one is one of my favourite pay-per-views of the year it's Money in the Bank so really looking forward to that um, and obviously we've got the first ever Women's Money in the Bank ladder match as well so yeah really cool stuff going on with that show and hopefully it lives up to expectations um, but for now ladies and gentlemen thanks again for joining me on the Justin Insight podcast and I will see you soon mm-hmm.